welcome back to our podcast. We were off a week or so, but we're back and we're ready to talk about things and library things. Um, Jamie's here with me too. Yep. <laughs> um, so we just want to check on in and say the summer reading program is going very well. We are very busy. Jamie was just commenting on our P count. So we have a door counter by the front door that counts how many people are coming in and out and we are very surprised every morning when we take a previous day count of how many people. Yeah, it's were. been between like 450 and 600 yeah. people sometimes. And that's a day, and it's it's crazy. We can feel it some days. Um, I know yesterday went by super fast because we were so busy all day long. It did. That's awesome, but obviously we love that, and we are so grateful that we have people come to the library. There was actually an article that I just posted on our, today's Facebook that um, Wisconsin libraries have exceeded $1 billion library business. So people are still using libraries. Yep. Yes. Booyah, <laughs> library haters. Yeah, naysayers. Uh, we're still we're here and we're here to stay. Um, so today we kind of want to talk a little bit about collection development, um, kind of behind the scenes type of thing. Um, you see that we have books on our shelves, but how did they get there? Um, why that specific book? So we'll kind of go through our policy, kind of talk about what we do when we, because there's four of us on staff that do collection development. Mm -hmm. so. so we all kind of have to work together, but mm -hmm. we all, all have our own separate areas yes. that we focus on. Yep. So I will read off our objective of our policy. So the purpose of the Melton Public Library is to provide all individuals in the community with carefully selected books and other materials to aid in the individual in the pursuit of education, information, pleasure, and the creative use of leisure time. You read that in a Ooh. really good voice. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, so it's a pretty long sentence, but that is collection development. We want to get books that you want to read. Um, maybe our library patrons are reading different things than another library. Libraries. Yeah, I just actually filled out like a questionnaire for um, a teacher that was supposed to interview a librarian. Yeah. And um, just talking about how like your community influences the types of books that you choose and um, one example that I gave is, um, like, Delavan has a really high Hispanic population, yep. and so they would obviously have to get way more Spanish books, yep. um, you know, to meet their community's wants. Need, yeah. Yeah, needs and wants. Yeah. Um, if you've ever been up in our adult nonfiction area, you'll realize that we have lots of cookbooks. Yes. Lots and lots of cookbooks, um, and that's what our patrons want, so that's what we buy. Right. Yep. Um, so the material selection collection development policy is used by library staff in the selection of materials and also serves to acquaint the general public with the principles of selection. So some fancy wordage there, but, um, I believe our collection development policy is on our website. So if you are curious to take a look at that, you can go on our website. Um, so how do we choose books? So there are some main ways that we kind of find titles, popular titles. Um, of course, we always want to look at creative, literary, educational, and technical merit of each item to see if it's a quality item. Um, but it's not the whole driving force behind picking a book either. Yeah, sometimes like you just see a book and you're like, I know people yep. like this one. Yeah, and we're lucky that because we are a small staff and like a close-knit community, we get to know our patrons and mm -hmm. we get to know what they like. Yeah. Um, so it's easy, like if we see a book, we can 
automatically picture four or five people who would read that book. Right, it's, exactly. I love it. And kids are always um, really eager to give, you know, oh, their yes. opinions <laughs> about books too. Yep. And sometimes their ideas are really good. Yep. So I listen to them. Oh yeah, because maybe something that we would not have seen before too. Right. And of course adults, you can always suggest books too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. We also current and anticipated needs and interests of the public. Um, those are items that are discussed on social media. Um, Oprah's book club books are always very popular. Um, Reese Witherspoon's books, um, as soon as they announce their books, we know there's going to be a waiting list for them. Sure. So we get multiple copies That's of them. That's why it's important for us to sometimes be on social media at work, because we need <laughs> yes. to find out these things. It's called research. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, we knew the Michelle Obama book was going to be super popular, so we I think we have three or four copies of that book. Yeah, I was going to say, sometimes we even have to have multiples. Yep. And um, for the kids, the dog... The Dogman graphic mm-hmm. novels are popular, and there's a new one coming out, and I automatically just put two in the cart yep. because I knew that that one's going to go out. Yeah, we kind of base on buying the number of copies based on a ratio, so it depends on how many holds that item has, depends on how many books that we purchase. Obviously, James Patterson, we're going to purchase multiple copies right away because right. he's very popular. Right, and there's so many people that have their names on that hold list that want to get the book and don't want to wait forever yeah yeah we don't want yeah exactly because we're connected to 27 libraries now waiting lists are a little bit longer so we kind of have to get multiple copies of books so there's actually kind of like a science to this we're not just like sitting back really nilly yeah (laughs) Uh, Yeah. i mean sometimes we buy a book based on maybe our interest too yes but then we're kind of prompted to sell that book to our patrons yeah exactly because we're excited about it then we would recommend it yeah that's what, when Cassie started working here, I told her, she was asking about how I choose books, and I said, I buy cat books, all the cat books, <laughs> and then other ones, Oh, too. yeah. But well, we have some cat readers out there, for sure. I buy dog books, yes. too. But everybody loves cat books, yes. I mean. <laughs> um, we also look at accuracy and timeliness, especially for our nonfiction books. Um, local historical significance, of course, we're going to buy books by local authors. And people lo- love those, yes. I feel like. Yep, and history about Malton, of course. Yeah. Yep. And then another thing to consider is space, space and budgetary limits. So that's kind of where weeding comes in. Um, weeding has kind of been a controversial topic across many libraries, I guess. People are sad to see books leave a library, but we only have so much room. Yeah, we have to. <laughs> we're dealing with that right now yes. a little bit yep. in the juvenile section and, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of everywhere, even adult fiction area. Because if you're buying multiple copies of books, it's kind of taking up space for other books. and Yeah, and some of those books are not skinny. No, they're no. Big, big things. <laughs> so we'll talk about weeding a little bit later, but um, we also look at reviews for books. Um, we get a couple magazines through the Arrowhead Library System. Um, there's School Library Journal, Library Journal, Boya, and Booklist. Um, and then there's reviews in those magazines done by other librarians, by review professionals, I kind of make suggestions of whether it'd be a good fit for your library collection or not. Yeah, and sometimes we have people coming to the library or calling the library trying to get us to purchase certain books, yep. so they're kind of marketing different stuff yeah. to us, too. And we always look for, like, those five-star reviewed books. Um, Amazon has a lot has a good way for us to look at upcoming releases and everything, and so we do a lot of research of upcoming books. We kind of know what's coming out months ahead of time, so we can be aware of those. Yep, and when favorite authors have stuff coming out, mm-hmm. usually we're adding to 
their books. Yep. I mean, you know, if you know someone likes a certain book, I know uh, James, oh, no, I can't think of his first name, but Ruben, he's the guy who does Dragon's Love Tacos. Oh, yes. And anytime he has a book coming out, I'm always like, mm-hmm. oh, I gotta get that one. Yeah. Because if they like the old ones, they'll probably like the new ones. Yeah. And we're lucky that um, through one of our services where we order books, Baker and Taylor, we're on a list of automatic purchases. So for those big name authors like the James Pattersons, David Baldacci's, Nora Roberts, um, all those, we get those their books automatically. Yeah, so you don't even have to like. We don't have to think about it. They just arrive in a box and we open it up and it's like Christmas. Yep. So um, that's very nice, very handy for libraries. I'm gonna talk about interlibrary loan. Yes. Um, so one of my jobs is to do interlibrary loan, which basically means if we don't have a book in our system, um, I will try to find it for you elsewhere in the state or sometimes in the Midwest. That's about as far as we go, I mm-hmm. guess. But um, we obviously, because of budget and space, don't have the ability to have everything everybody wants. Even in our library system, there's yep. sometimes a book that someone wants that isn't available. So then um, we can go, it's called Wiscat. And patrons actually have access to that yeah. too with their library card. And then you can see what's available in the state of Wisconsin and request that. And usually that works pretty slick. We get the book delivered and I have to just do a few things to it before I put it on the shelf and give it to the person who wants it. Um, So it's pretty cool that we can do that because there's a lot of steps to it, a lot of hands Mm -hmm. on the book, but it eventually gets to the person that wants it and we don't actually have to purchase it. It's like we're borrowing for someone else to borrow. Exactly, yep. And it's a lot of like, I wouldn't want to say obscure items, but maybe items that we would have weeded because it's an older item. Yeah, or if it is a local author, mm-hmm. like, in that local area, but somebody wants it. Yeah. Sure. Um, and then we also, obviously, we accept um, donations of books. Sometimes if they are in really, really good condition, we put them in our collection if they're newer. I love when that happens. Yes. Or, like, I think we got a donation of two Michelle Obama books. So we were able to put them in our collection because our the waiting list was so long for that. Um, otherwise, or we can replace some of our older books with a brand new, like a better copy. Mm-hmm. So we do that so with worn. like the DVDs too, because yep. a lot of times they get scratched up and worn. And then other donations are put into our book sale and we use that money for programming. Yeah. So we'll talk about a little bit about weeding. So weeding is um, kind of taking a book out of the collection. And we use several different re- reasons why we'll, we want to pull a book. It could be that it hasn't been checked out in three or more years. If a book has been just sitting on a shelf, it's taking up space for another book that may possibly be checked out more. Mm-hmm. Um, condition. We have to look at a condition of a book, too. If it's well-loved, we would either get rid of it and get a new copy of it or just think it's not fit for a collection anymore. Yeah. Every once in a while, like if a book is out of print, Sometimes we just have to keep taping it up yep. and taping it up because you can't get it anymore and people are still really loving still, it. Yep, still loving it. Um, so a lot of our the books that we weed, we do put into our book sale. So you'll see um, old books with an old barcode scratched out and our stampings all over it. So weeding, it's necessary. We can't keep all the books forever. It is kind of a hard thing to it do It is sometimes. a hard Especially when I remember when I was reading some young adult books and I had to pull some books that I really, really enjoyed, but they haven't been checked out in three years. Yeah. So if they're not reading it now, I probably won't read it in a couple years. Exactly. And we have to make room for those newer 
um, shinier books that are coming out. Yep. Those poor old books. So sad. It is kind of sad. But it's just a fact of libraries. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. Um, and then another part of um, collection development, I'll say, is cataloging. Um, this is your area of expertise. I, yes. I actually passion. Yes. I absolutely love cataloging. Um, I know some of the bigger libraries have just catalogers who catalog all day long. Yeah. Um, cataloging is basically taking a, a book and putting it into the system while the relevant information, um, so you can find it in the catalog. It's like a code. Mm -hmm. like you have to know how to speak the code. Yeah. And I love it. And I love creating new records when there's not a record in there, um, modifying um, current records. And then we also, with part of cataloging, I guess, is stamping it with our address. Um, if you ever look on page 51 of every book, um, you'll see our address on there. I have no idea why it's page 51. Um, that's just the way is I've always done it. Do it. I mean, like, I, that's what you were taught in library school. I think so. That's well, so I taught when I started working here, and I took over cataloging. Um, Brianna said, stamp page 51, and she was told to stamp page 51. That's so so funny. <laughs> It's just always been there. Yep. And then we put the barcode on it, of course, and then the call number, too. Um, and then we have a volunteer who covers the books for us. So that's how a book gets on the shelf. So we do a little research for it. We order it through either Amazon or Baker and Taylor. It gets delivered to us. And then we do all the stampings and put the barcode on it. And then we catalog in at the collection yeah. and put it on the shelf. And it's for you to enjoy. That's pretty cool. We should do a little video of that. Oh, we like should. Like a fast motion. Like the process of? Yeah. Okay. Mr. Rogers used to do, you know, like how things were made. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they would show like how plans are made. I we love could, that idea. Could do that. Okay. So look forward to that hopefully sometime soon. Yeah. I like that yeah. idea too. So thanks for listening to us about collection development and weeding and cataloging. If you have any questions about it, definitely come talk to us. We would love to kind of explain more about what happens behind the scenes of the library here and what staff does. Um, like I said, if you want to take a look at our policies on our website, MeltonPublicLibrary.org. If you want to follow us on Facebook, do so. If you want to send us listers mail, it's MeltonPublicLibraryPodcast at gmail.com. And hopefully we'll be back again next week. All right. Sounds good. All right. See ya. Bye.